the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Happy Friday Eve, everybody. This is not Andrea K, but this is the Andrea K Show. My name is Riley McBride, filling in tonight on this Friday Eve. Again, it's a beautiful Thursday, and we have a lot to talk about. Goodness, there's a lot going on with this Boston mayor story. I'm not sure if you all, if you all are um, following this, but it's it's very interesting. It's it's cracking me up a little bit. And then we also have some some stuff to talk about with Facebook and this former diversity manager who has officially pleaded, pled, pleaded. I think it's pleaded, pleaded guilty. Um, to to stealing $4 million from the company in some weird kickback scheme for her and her friends, and we'll talk about it. It's very interesting, but it's exactly what you would expect from somebody whose whole job is managing diversity at a big tech company. So <laughs> we got a lot, a lot lined up for you guys. It's going to be a, a really good show tonight. I'm excited about it. I hope you all are as well. Again, you're listening on AM 1170, The Answer San Diego. Andrea is with some friends, actually, for the night, and she's going to be having herself quite a fun weekend. Um, she will be back uh, on Monday, which means I will be guest hosting t- tonight and tomorrow night, and I'm very excited. I'm happy to be with you all. I really am. You can find me on Twitter, by the way, at Riley underscore McBride underscore. Again, you can find me all on Twitter at Riley, R-I-L-E-Y, underscore McBride, underscore. Um, Please don't be a stranger. Reach out, send me cool stories, ask me questions, ask away. I really am curious to hear your thoughts. By the way, just while I'm on this this quick question, I do want to do something of a poll because I was having this discussion with a really, really good friend of mine the other night about Hunter Biden. Last night, actually, just after the show, I, I was thinking that maybe impeaching Joe Biden would be a good thing, and also that maybe something would come of this latest indictment against Hunter Biden with the nine newest charges against him. I think that this could really be a turning point, I guess, if you will, in some ways. Uh, (laughs) Because it might be enough to finally convince people to vote for somebody other than Joe Biden, even though we're talking about Hunter. This, This whole... Biden, you know, family crime corruption business, what seems to be, at least on the surface, what looks to be incredibly corrupt, is um, very concerning for a lot of reasons. And I'm surprised to see so many people defending Hunter Biden and defending Joe Biden. But I do think there are there are a lot of Americans out there who who don't want to vote for Biden. They don't like him. They don't like his policy. Clearly, the country is not doing well under his leadership or guidance. His cabinet is full of people who are 
arguably incredibly unqualified. Um, we're talking about everybody from Kamala Harris to Pete Buttigieg to, to Janet Yellen to Alejandro Mayorkas. It's been a complete disaster in this administration. And now it's, it's escalating. There, there's a new chapter because on top of all of the bad policymaking is now what seems to be corruption, um, um, political pay-to-play schemes, influence peddling. And with Hunter, some of this is actually, it seems to be criminal. I don't understand all of the, all of the details yet. I'm still trying to put all of, all of the pieces of the puzzle together so I can really see the bigger picture here. But I will say that things are not going well for Joe Biden, and I don't know. So this is all to say, I don't know if, if you all think that Hunter Biden is actually in trouble. Some people say he will go to prison. Some people won't. So if you want to reach out, you can reach out to me, Riley underscore McBride underscore on X, and let me know. Do you think if do you think Hunter Biden is going to go to prison? Do you think that he will be punished? Do you think that something will come of these latest charges or any of them on the table? I don't know, but I do want to I do want to pivot actually a little bit because again we have some very interesting stories coming out of Facebook here. Actually, this article in the New York Post which does a lot of great work. I'm a big fan of the New York Post. Ex-Facebook, their, their headline here says, quote, ex-Facebook diversity manager pleads guilty to bilking $4 million from company in kickback scheme. Apparently, this is by Thomas Barabi, Barabi a former Facebook diversity program manager pleaded guilty to scamming. It is pleaded, not pled. Pled guilty? Just, I guess it doesn't sound right anyway, but this this program manager pleaded pleaded guilty to scamming the, so- the social media giant out of more than $4 million through a scheme in which she faked business deals in exchange for personal kickbacks, according to the Justice Department. Her name is Barbara Furlow Smiles, and she served as the lead strategist and global head of employee resource groups and diversity engagement at Facebook. And apparently she used stolen funds to live a very fancy, extravagant, fun lifestyle that spanned from the Golden Coast of California all the way out to Georgia. Apparently this was going on for a number of years from January of 2017 to September of 2021, in which she led DEI programs at the company and was responsible for developing and initiating or executing these programs and all DEI operations. Wow. I I have to say, it's actually incredible to see how so many progressives have created (laughs) jobs for themselves in corporate America, in the world of big tech, by crying about alleged instances of oppression or systemic racism. It's unbelievable to me that that some of these folks like this woman, Barbara, have full-time jobs where they basically put on these, you know, sort of anti-white, anti-Christian, anti-American seminars where they lecture people about race and skin color. I mean, there is a... This DEI movement is is pathologically obsessed with race, with skin color. I don't know if progressives modern day progressives want a race war or if they're trying to divide people or what's going on but there's this whole world of 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 con artists who've created spaces in corporate america for themselves and i'm actually pretty impressed i mean 
five years ago, you wouldn't see something like this. Ten years ago, I mean, these a, a DEI officer, a DEI program manager. This is a very, very new thing. And it's all based on the lie that America is somehow systemically racist. And the only way to atone for said racism is to redistribute income, is to hire uh, sort of, you know, social radicals who will completely transform the culture of said companies. The only way to atone for this racism, I guess, is to hire anti-racists, right? The Ibram X. Kendi types or the Rama DeAngelo types. Excuse me, Robin DeAngelo types. But even then, Robin DeAngelo may be something of a uh, of a shyster, but I don't think that she stole $4 million from a publicly traded company. Now, on that note, she, this woman, she defrauded Facebook. And it's unclear if there's anyone else who's going to be charged. I'm not sure if any of her coworkers or associates were in on this scheme. Um, and obviously, the New York Post reached out to the DOJ for further comment. So we'll keep you updated on that one. But I doubt that Merrick Garland, the current attorney general, is going to want to talk about this story. Because it really cuts against his narrative. Um, but she also, by the way, mi she misled Facebook into sending money to entities. I'm not sure what that means, entities. That did not provide kickbacks, including nearly $10,000 to an artist who made specialty portraits. And more than $18,000 to an unnamed preschool. Apparently, uh, yeah, okay, uh, right. So she, quote-unquote, abused her position of trust uh, as a global diversity executive. <laughs> global diversity e executive. Can, we are living in some wild times, my friends, truly. I just can't believe that somebody gets paid to lecture other people about the importance of diversity. I can't believe that's a full-time position. But again, I mean, she wasn't using her time, I guess, really to, to contribute anything to the company or to contribute anything to the community or to the world. It seems more like she was spending her time falsifying expense reports so that she could pay babysitters or hairstylists thousands and thousands of dollars, all in the name of equality, right? Of course, typical. Um <laughs> What's the big takeaway, everybody? I mean, obviously, number one, the whole diversity, equity, and inclusion nonsense is a scam, and it's a drain on the resources of corporate America. It takes away from what otherwise could be productive and meaningful endeavors in the workplace. So that's number one. Number two, I guess I'm just not surprised that somebody who would even apply for a job in a space like DEI program managing, <laughs> turns out to be a shyster. Um, it, and, and I'm going to guess that this is not the first time. Maybe there are other DEI global executives out there who've done something similar. I don't know. But I will say that the FBI, I don't have a lot of respect or a lot of faith in the FBI. I don't really trust them. But the FBI is looking into this and a special agent. Uh, Special Agent Farley actually said, quote, Furlough Smiles used lies and deceit to defraud both vendors and Facebook employees. 
Right. And in her uh, LinkedIn page, you know, there's all the stuff about being the chief diversity leader, alum at Nike, currently working at Meta, uh, formerly from MTV and Cox. Uh, she likes to talk about things like hashtag branding and mental health and diversity, equity, and inclusion, and all of the other pieties and platitudes that you would expect to hear from a modern day progressive. Um, all this, all the same fun little slogans like love is love and, you know, be inclusive and blah, blah, blah. But I will say this, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm not happy to see somebody like that. I'm not happy to see anybody ever get fired, I guess, or lose their job. But this is justice. I mean, come on. She's stealing millions of dollars from the company. I can set all the political stuff aside and just say this is about integrity. It's about moral character, right? I mean, you can't have a thief working for you. Somebody who's willing to, to steal and then take some of that pie for themselves as well. I mean, she was getting kickbacks from her friends. And she was charging Facebook for goods and services that the company never, ever received. She was doctoring the re- the reports and cooking the books. And that's just sad. And it, and it makes me wonder why people even trust in this DEI movement. Um, it really is just, I, she's not the only shyster in that, in that crowd. It, the whole, the whole movement is a scam itself. So it doesn't surprise me to see a scam artist scamming people out of money and scamming this company out of money. But I will say this, um, I, I, I would hope Anywho, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to pivot a little bit because we've got this fascinating update about the Boston mayor, Michelle Wu, who's defending the fact that she wanted to exclude white city council members from the quote unquote electeds of color party. Modern day progressives, Democrats and the Democrat party defending racial segregation, defending racism. And it always goes one way. It always goes against white people. It's sad. It's unfortunate. But that is the truth of what we're what we're looking at. So please stay tuned. Stick around. We will be right back. You're listening again to Riley McBride filling in for Andrea Kay on the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego AM 1170. Stick around. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to pivot a little bit and start talking about actually... I had a different direction I wanted to go in, but now I want to talk about the uh, Republican presidential town hall on CNN last night, in which Vivek Ramaswamy told a crowd of voters in Iowa that the federal government has systemically, or I mean systematically lied to Americans. He's an interesting guy, an entrepreneur who's busted onto the scene in this latest uh, cycle, this presidential season. I'm not sure exactly what his future holds. It's clear that Vivek is not going to be the GOP nominee for 2024 because he's just not there yet. He doesn't have the name recognition yet or the national brand or a voter base like someone like Donald Trump has. Donald Trump's got 70 to 80 million people ready to vote for him. Um, he's got name recognition, a brand. People know him. Vivek is on his way, though. I think he's something of a rising star in the Republican Party. Although maybe maybe not. We'll see. I mean, I've been burned before believing in candidates too soon, too quickly, too prematurely. But I will say I like what he's doing so far. I, I think he's 
he's got guts. He's got courage. You know, he really says what he believes and, and he doesn't play around with people. I think that he's sincere. He's authentic. He speaks what he really believes in. He seems to be someone of sincerity in that way. Um, and Abby Phillip, the CNN moderator, by the way, was pushing back on him, but he stood his ground and he clearly has been thinking about this January 6th thing a lot because any incoming Republican candidate or president is going to have to talk about it. The mainstream media is obsessed with January 6th and you're going to want to stick around actually because we have a January 6th defendant and uh, well, you know, pr- uh, someone who's who's been imprisoned over this uh, speaking with us later, Jake Lang will be on, on the on the line um, and you're not going to want to miss it. He's actually calling us from prison and it's going to be a really interesting segment and we're going to talk about this stuff with Vivek because last night Ramaswamy in this town hall um, at Grandview University in Des Moines, he turned a question, um, well, he I guess he sort of turned this question about January 6th into an interesting moment to suggest that maybe federal law enforcement was involved that maybe the government has misled us about what really happened, which seems to be the case. Um, And he sort of highlighted a lot of really eye-opening details and facts about January 6th, and he even portrayed the attack as government entrapment, which I think is extremely interesting. I don't know about you, but I think that's very, very interesting um, because FBI Director Christopher Wray has said that so, you know, th- those accusations are ludicrous, ridiculous. However, we know the government has lied to us many, many times before, including about the efficacy of the COVID-19 vaccine, about the efficacy of masks, about the outcome of the 2016 election, about the Hunter Biden laptop story, um, about Joe Biden's involvement in his son Hunter's business affairs, about the, the uh, Gretchen Whitmer, you know, sort of fednapping or kidnapping hoax. I'm not sure if you remember that plot about the Michigan governor, um, because it turns out many of the people uh, in that in that ring, if you will, were government agents, or at least involved with the government. Um, and Vivek, again, it, it's no secret the U.S. government has lied to us systematically, systemically, about many different things for many different years. They, they won't even tell us the truth about what really happened to JFK. So I, I find it very, you know, difficult to believe, based on what I've seen, that this, you know, the, that the mainstream narrative about January 6th is true. It, it's clearly a very flawed narrative that they've cobbled together. The intel community, the Democrat Party, the U.S. government, the mainstream media. So it's, it's not difficult for someone like Vivek, who clearly is intelligent. He's a bright guy. It's not difficult for someone like him then to sort of find the holes in this, in this plot if you will, many different plot holes. Um, He talked about other stuff as well, but I think it's very interesting because he said that a few years ago, he would have dismissed some of his current ideas as fringe conspiracy theories or just nonsense. But now he believes the federal government has lied to us about January 6th and that there may have been and probably were federal agents on the ground. But still we have people who are rotting in prison for being erroneously accused of trying to overthrow the country simply because they were upset about election fraud or because they were peacefully expressing their First Amendment right on capital grounds. It's truly very frustrating to me. To me, it feels like the complete weaponization of the justice system. That's just my opinion. That's just my take. But it feels like the justice system, the DOJ, the FBI, 
The intel community has completely been weaponized, and now we have a new class of political criminals in this country. If you critique leftists in power, there's a target on your back. If you go to traditional Catholic Latin mass, there's a, there's a target on your back. If you speak out against LGBTQIA indoctrination at school board meetings, there is a target on your back. The government is constantly, constantly looking for new justifications to abuse its power. And of course, that's not to say that it's just. Not at all. Again, this is the weaponization of the justice system, using the letter of the law in order to completely undermine the spirit of it. It's what we call lawfare, and it's something that Jake and I are going to be discussing. Make sure that you stick around, stay tuned, because we are going to take a quick break. However, when we come back, I will be talking to Jake Lang, who's calling in from prison, and it's going to be a very interesting discussion. So please, again, stick around. This is Riley McBride filling in for Andrea Kay on the Andrea Kay Show on AM 1170. Stay tuned. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back, everybody. So we're going we're gonna to pivot a little bit. And we're going to start talking a little bit about the uh, Republican presidential town hall on CNN this week, just last night, with Vivek Ramaswamy, who had some really interesting takes, but he had a... He, he, he really displayed a lot of courage, in my opinion, because he had the the tenacity to to speak about January 6th in new terms and to sort of touch on the government's role in it or or alleged role in it and, and really from what we've seen. And I think that the main takeaway here is that what we've been told about January 6th in large part from the mainstream media and from the U.S. government and from the Democrat Party has been inaccurate or intentionally misleading. And that is that is really important for people to understand. Sure, it's complicated and nuanced, but broad strokes, broad purposes, the U.S. government, which has lied to us about so many other things before, has lied to us about this as well. And I just I thought this was so powerful, though, to hear Vivek Ramaswamy talking about this because he's someone who, you know, before he, he stepped into politics and started doing his own homework, you know, he talks about the transformation from someone who was an outsider and having his opinion about, you know, January 6th and what really happened. And then he's talked about his learning journey as he's looked at more evidence and looked at the tapes and actually done his homework. He starts to see the whole event in a much new light. And now there's this sort of overarching question. Was it at least in part entrapment? Was it an inside job in part? I don't know, but I just thought this was such an interesting, powerful uh, piece of the, the presidential town hall last night. I'm not sure if, if any of you saw this, but what I will say is we're going to bring in somebody. He, he's been on the show before, Mr. Jake Lang, a January 6th defendant. It's really, really important um, that we check in with him. I want to see how he's doing. I want to get his take. And um, I just have so much respect and admiration for this person. So, Jake, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Riley. God bless you, brother. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, it's... It's been a tough year, so I've been doing a lot of praying. I'm not, I'm not sure about you, but I would imagine you've you've been doing some prayer too. I haven't I haven't stopped praying since the day I was incarcerated, brother. God has been my best friend. His son Jesus has been completely my rock and my but holds me together. And so my prayers go up on a constant basis 
and I'm very grateful to have a relationship with God this year. Well said. Truly beautiful. I, if, it's, if it's all right with you, I'd like to, to sort of ask you, I guess, a little bit broadly, just generally, what, 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 if you think that things are changing a little bit in terms of the way that we talk about January 6th overall and the defendants and the political prisoners, and if you think that maybe there's a chance that the, that the script could be flipped, right? That maybe we could start really having deeper conversations about what's really going on because for so long, so many people were just so afraid to even touch it. So many journalists and reporters and people just didn't even want to talk about it because they were afraid. But it seems like we're kind of hitting this moment where things are changing a little bit. And part of that is because certain candidates, including Vivek Ramaswamy, are bringing important facts and details to light. Is that something that's interesting to you? Yeah, I mean, God bless Vivek and God bless those people who um, have enough intellect to look at the evidence and the data uh, again and then change their point of view, um, knowing that there's now the J6 tapes out there, knowing that a lot of the government has lied to us in the past and that maybe this is worth a second look. Um, anybody like myself who's been incarcerated for 1,060 days, uh, over 1,000 days without a trial, um, maybe it's, it's worth it to look into their case and what they've got to say. And we're seeing an outpouring of support from pretty much every single, you know, America first influencer, podcaster, you know, the main bulk of American patriots now. I say it used to be like 30% of American patriots supported the January Sixers, maybe a little more, but now it's somewhere like, uh, uh, I mean, of Americans, not just American patriots, like 30% of Americans supported January 6th. Now I believe that it's over 50% of pretty much anybody you ask about. Do you think what's happening to the Jan 6 political prisoners is wrong? I think 100% of patriots have always supported us. Um, but now it's now we have, I think we have a critical mass of support. And that's going to put the pressure on our politicians in Washington, D.C., on the judges, on the Supreme Court, on everybody that has the power to make this right, which has been done so wrong to us. Just so, it's just so well said. Um, and, and, and it really is, it's interesting because I, I almost feel like there, there are some folks who sort of made up their mind very, very prematurely um, after the first reports, you know, came out and the first images, and it was very clearly sort of doctored in that way because we didn't have the full scope from day one. Um, we had very select images, very select reports and pieces of information that were all sort of pre-approved by the incoming administration. And I think a lot of people at some point were just a sort of afraid to say, hey, you know what, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I had been duped a little bit. Maybe the government did sort of lie to me and I, and I fell for it because maybe and, – and that's sort of to speak to the sort of danger, I guess, of, of pride and ego a little bit, I guess, right? We have to be able to admit to ourselves when we're wrong or when we've sort of made premature judgments or, or certain things. And I think that a lot of people have made premature judgments about so much of what went on, who was there, what it was really about, and even about the whole election process surrounding it and what was going on in the country and all of the lead-up to it, right? Um, all of the rioting and the, vi the actual violence and the burning down of cities, you know, all, all of the ratcheting up of tensions in this country. I, don't, I, just, I just 
it's very easy for people to have a single story about it and sort of one-dimensionalize it and sort of lose sight of, well, I mean, what really is going on? And it's okay, by the way, to sort of take a step back and admit, well, maybe I didn't, maybe I was wrong, and and hopefully people could learn from that because the truth is, we we have been, at least some of us have been, you know, duped. We've been sold a bill of goods that is not accurate, and it's come with real consequences, including for someone like yourself. So I, I and I imagine for you, it's like that's where faith sort of comes in because it's like to sort of become, you know. Um, to sort of, I guess, sort of be, become, to sort of, like, to lose your, your freedoms over, over something that's sort of based on a, on a great lie, on deception, is, is just, I, I'm sorry, and I, I don't, I don't want to, I want to be careful about how I approach this, because I'm sure it's just, it's, it's shocking to me. It's truly shocking to me. I'm still in shock about it all. Are you? Well, this is what modern day tyranny looks like. You know, people want to think about tyranny, you know, powdered wigs and back with the founding fathers, but tyranny still exists in America. Evil is still very real, and we must stand as men and women with conviction who love God against these things. And so part of my stand that God has called me for is to be here in the Washington, D.C. jail gulag. Uh, in solitary confinement right now as I talk to you, uh, standing up for our constitutional republic, uh, making sure that the truth about the greatest protests in American history is told. And so we've actually created a, a website that has the number one viewed video ever on Rumble on it. It's, called, it's a documentary we produced called The Truth About January 6th. If you guys want to know more about January 6th, and I was really pushing this last time I was on Andrea's show because I know in San Diego there, um, you guys are a little far removed, you know, with the, California from a lot of stuff that's going on over here in Washington, D.C. But um, the website is j6truth.org. That's the letter J, the number six, truth.org. J6 you have one minute remaining. Head over there, watch that documentary, guys. Get involved in the movement. And then while you're over there, there's also some links to help support the Jan Sixers. We have legal funds. We're battling against, you know, the great uh, scale of the United States government. So for this Christmas, if you guys could help us out um, and get involved and get informed and really start to reach out to your representatives and make a big noise for us, uh, it makes a difference. Every dollar makes a difference. Every phone call makes a difference. Every, every letter you write makes a difference. Uh, you never know which one is the one that's going to, you know, push push these gates open and, and free the Jan Sixer. So, uh, Riley, thank you for having me on tonight, brother. God bless you. And uh, freedom isn't free, everybody. Hey, Jake, would you actually be able to stick around for another segment? Um, yeah, I can I'd call back. Okay, that'd be great. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Thank you for using um, We're going to take a, a quick break. We'll be right back. K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. 
This is Riley McBride filling in for Andrea Kay on the Andrea Kay Show. Here on The Answer, San Diego, AM 1170, FM 96.1, streaming all over the world. If you missed any of this, if you missed any of the show tonight, you can go ahead and find us on your uh, any, any app where you find podcasts, really, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it. We've got Jake Lang here again with us, and I, I just want to... I'd like to resume this con- this discussion a little bit because I, I want to hear more about this, about the, the documentary, about the truth about January 6th, and also just to, to sort of pick up on it, this idea, you know, Jake was saying in the, in the last segment there that this is what tyranny in modern America looks like. Um, we're always one generation away from tyranny, as, as the founding fathers knew, as Ronald Reagan and many other great American patriots have said before, and it's something I think people need to remember we cannot take our liberties or freedoms or God-given rights for granted, and we must always be looking out for them and really protecting and safeguarding our rights, and we always have to be checking a government that is full of people who are power-hungry, greedy, selfish, and in many ways short-sighted and fallible. Our government is made up of, pe- made up of people who are just as flawed and biased as anybody else, and that bias is really coming through right now because... This is the unequal application of justice. To me, in my opinion, from where I'm standing, it feels a lot like persecution. But it's all to remind people we have to get back in the fight and reclaim this country from the sort of progressive tyrants that have taken it over. And with having said that, Jake, I'd love to hear more about this documentary or maybe some of the the key takeaways for you and what you think people should pay attention to and again where they can find it yeah thank you for that brother um so the documentary the truth about january 6th i mean monumental effort by my team i've got a great team of volunteers christian brothers and sisters uh, my fiance who's been so good today connecting me literally to 20 interviews and i still have more to do tonight um it's been it's been a blessing uh, give me one second, brother. Sure, Can sure. you log into this, brother? Um, okay. Um, and so the the documentary was an undertaking that, I mean, we put so many hours into, and the people responded. It's the number one viewed video ever on Rumble. Uh, if you go to j6truth.org, and you, there's two documentaries on there, right? The first two videos. The second one is that documentary. And... Uh, you will not find a better piece of, of firsthand account information. I mean, it's got video of me in there. The, there's a famous scenario that transpired on January 6th. There's an infinite, infamous one, really, where Roseanne Boylan, an unarmed 34-year-old woman from Atlanta, Georgia, was murdered by the Capitol Police in the West Terrace Tunnel. And I was right there. She actually ended up dying, practically dying in my arms. Nobody knows exactly when she died. And they killed her. They bludgeoned her to death. They trampled her, and they chemically asphyxiated her. And so I was trying to pick this woman up off the ground. She was stuck underneath a a bunch of different protesters, and she ended up just giving way to her her injuries. And right after that, basically I, I knew Father God called her home, and she wasn't savable. And so I moved my attention over to a young black man named Philip Anderson. He was in the same dog pile. He was unconscious. He was literally like a threat away from death. And God put me at the right place in the right time. I was able to get into that dog pile. I bear hugged Philip. I dragged him out. 
the Patriot medic saved his life. And all of this, guys, was caught on video. And so the kind of the, the documentary highlights this in a, in a way that only you have to see it to believe it, that the Capitol Police, our own, you know, uniformed officers that took an oath to protect the Constitution, right, turned their weapons against the American people and killed four unarmed Americans at the Capitol that day. No wonder why you see the, you know, the uh, famous images out of January 6th of people standing up and defending themselves because we were dealing with literal redcoats that were bludgeoning and, and abusing and brutalizing people. And so I'm a young man. I couldn't just be a coward and walk away from that. I had to defend those people around me and try to save lives. And that's why I'm in prison. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, it. Do you I mean, I, I don't think this will ever and maybe, maybe this is a sort of an odd question, but it's something I really want to know. I, I do wonder at this point. After everything that's happened, after all the information that's sort of come out after the fact, do you, are you feeling hopeful about the future? What are you, are you, are you feeling sort of demoralized? Like how, how is, how is your morale these days? Are you, I mean, faith, faith is, is something that can, that can heal all, all things, I suppose. But still, I mean, this is. Just it's jaw dropping. I, I want. I mean, for you on a day to day basis, are you? Are you? How are you feeling about it all? Are you? Are you sort of hoping that? I mean, this this documentary being having so many views on Rumble, it's got to be changing some minds. It seems like it's impacting things. It's sort of reshaping the narrative. The narrative's being you know reclaimed a little bit. So I don't know if that leaves you feeling a little bit hopeful, or if it's not really something that sort of factors into your situation on a day-to-day basis well right now we're literally coming off of yesterday the supreme court decided to take the 1512 obstruction of congress case that me and three other jan sixers filed in the supreme court so we're coming off the biggest win by far in the january 6th community so me and my family were overjoyed tears were flowing out it felt like the final glimmer of hope that we needed um, so that right there, you know, the Jan six tapes came out a couple months ago, you know, a little over a month ago with the new speaker of the house. We have this, you know, Supreme court case. that's going to vindicate hundreds of Jan sixers of, you know, the most serious charge we have 20 year maximum felony obstruction of Congress. So things are looking up and I am hopeful. I'm hopeful in God though. I don't put my trust in politicians and in this whole entire system. I know that God will make a way he'll carve a way through the mountain, just like the Grand Canyon, even using just a little bit of water, um, he can he can make a masterpiece. And so God will make a way, as he always does, He'll part the Red Sea. You just have to have faith and patience and hopefulness and continue, you know, fervent in prayer. It availeth much. I, I It's beautiful. It, it is. It, it's, it's wonderful to hear, truly. Um, and, uh, and it's... It's it's good to see a, a victory. It's nice to hit, to hear to hear some positive news in this whole world. Um, and I, I just I, I love to hear the faith. It's if I, I I God is all all the glory and the love back to God because that is the heavenly Father takes care of all of His children 
um you're right inevitably um at some point he, he gives you what you need um and i'd like to think that you know god is just um always so it, it's it's really good to hear all of that and um again could you remind us of the website anything else that we can do to support um any anything else that we can do to, to donate or to help out i saw that the i believe um adam johnson the lectern guy is uh <laughs> doing a little charity fundraising for some of the kids and families of, of, you know, people who were at January 6th. Um, so I'm wondering, is there anything else, you know, it's, it's Christmas, it's the giving season. Is there anything else that we, you know, the listeners, the average American can do to sort of help out you and, and your, your fellow patriots who've been thrown in the proverbial gulag for, for standing up for something that I believe is right. So is there, if there's anything else that we can do to support, please let us know. Yeah, guys, that's perfect. Um, and God bless Adam for his efforts. Every Jan Six, there's a lot of uh, community organizations that go out there and help Jan Sixers. Um, one of the main ones, one of our main tools of you know staying afloat around here, is actually an organization me and my team started called SponsorJ6.com. And what that is, it's a monthly commissary sponsorship program. Basically, most of the men that have been incarcerated, uh, been kidnapped out of their homes by the FBI, they were the breadwinners for their young wives and families at home. And so those people are struggling at home. They can't afford to, you know, put hundreds of dollars a month on prison commissary so they can make phone calls and have hygiene products and clothing and stuff. You need to pay for all that in prison. So what we did as a community is we developed this SponsorJ6.com program. And you can go on there right now, pick a package, 20 bucks a month, 50 bucks a month, whatever you can afford, whatever God puts on your heart to do. And you can have a real tangible effect on helping out a January 6er. And we're doing big Christmas fundraising and pushing hard. Unfortunately, more and more Jan 6ers keep getting arrested every day. And so the need keeps on growing. So, guys, please go to SponsorJ6.com sponsorj6.com and go on there and and you know and we're so grateful for anybody that helps out anything they can uh, riley it's it's it means the world to me and all the prisoners who receive commissary every month through that program well i absolutely thank you so much for for giving us something to do guys it's giving season so let's give where we can you know times are tough with the economy but this is really important and jake Thank you so much for your time, brother. I really appreciate it. And Merry Christmas to you, and God bless you and your, your family and your friends and your fellow countrymen who are just in the trenches in the thick of it. So so much appreciation and admiration for you guys, truly, and um, nothing but blessings to you and your, and your loved ones. Thank you. You too, brother. God bless you. Merry Christmas. And, you know, we will see our day of victory. Freedom isn't free. Somebody's got to pay, so let's just hold on tight and let God do his work. Amen. 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 Good night. All right, everyone, we are going to take a quick break. Uh, that was incredible. Wow. I, I, I'm, I'm speechless, but I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did, and please stick around for the last segment of the hour coming into the bottom of the top of the show here. <laughs> uh, this is AM 1170, The Answer San Diego, Riley McBride filling in for Andrea Kay. So please, again, Stick around. We'll be right back.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.